0: Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill.
1: It's funny when you follow Jesus for a while, I don't know if we get bored in our faith or we get frustrated in our faith because we start to, you know, try to do the right things and say the right things and lead the right way and you realize sometimes I just get tied into this performance mindset, right? We're talking with my friend John Fugler today at SWS Radio with Fresh Faith 24-7. How are you, John?
0: Doing great, Scott. Thank you
1: it's wild because you've worked in mission organizations and you work with Transworld Radio and you've worked with putting content together in third world countries and in some of the darkest countries in the world to share the hope of Jesus through radio using shortwave and different technology and it's funny because the more that we work for God the more tired we get. (laughs) And you wonder, like, I should be getting stronger. I thought I was going to be flexing these muscles by now, and this would feel different. Like, you know, when you're an athlete and you're doing conditioning, you know, it's like you start with the offseason playing soccer or football and you're running and you're all winded. But after you've been doing it a couple of seasons straight, you've got the stamina. And a lot of times in our faith, we don't feel like we get that, huh?
0: Oh, that's true. And I think what happens is we equate this performance – You know, I'm serving Jesus, I'm obeying Jesus, I'm serving him in my church, doing all these things, and yet my relationship with him, it's getting more distant, it's stale, uh, lots of ups and downs, but more seasons and downs and staleness. And what we miss, Scott, is we've equated relationship with service or performance. It just doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah, so what have you learned about breaking out of the mold on that? Because service brings fatigue sometimes.
0: Yeah, and it also brings the adrenaline rush. I mean, when we're serving the Lord and and we're seeing good things happen, it gives us a rush. We think, wow, I'm close to God now. God and I, we're doing this together, and Jesus and I are working together, leading people to Christ. We're building people up in the body, and yet we forget that inside we're imploding, and we don't have that strong relationship. And really what we need to do is we need to turn to Christ. And That sounds like a cliche, but— We need to approach Jesus for who he is and that knowing that he loves us, knowing that he wants to have relationship with us, and we can't do anything to make him love us more or love us less.
1: We're talking with John Fugler today at Swiss Radio, and he's with Fresh Faith 24-7. and It's a community where you do a lot of devotional series about, like, rest or spending our time with God, growing in our faith. And a lot of times you do these, like, 31-day challenges where you're digging into a particular topic. And you were talking about performance Christianity this last month.
0: Yeah, performance Christianity. And what I am doing in this 31 days of fresh faith is leading people every day. We're live, Facebook live, seven o'clock Eastern time. And we're going through the process of being on the path that takes us to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. And it's pretty neat the things we're going through. First of all, we have to be awakened to what the problem is. Why are we cold in our relationship with the Lord? Why, if we've been believers for 20 years, We remember how good it was back then, Mm -hmm. but right now we're just kind of stale, even though we're doing more for Jesus. And we want to identify that problem, get over that hurdle. And on the other side, Jesus is waiting for us there to meet him in a dynamic way.
1: So, John, we were just talking about identifying the problem and saying, you know what, I'm getting tied into this performance thing where it's just work, 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 work. How do I get over that hurdle so I can actually have a connection with God and it's not just a work relationship?
0: I think, first of all, identifying it, I look at it as we got to do some stone clearing. You know, Jesus is on the other side of this big boulder. For me, it was performance. I was an athlete growing up. I came to Christ. I was a performer. I began performing for Christ. I went into full-time Christian work. And to me, this boulder get getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I had to step away from that. And I had to come to the Lord and say, God, I, I just, I'm missing you, Jesus. I'm missing you. And it's all about realizing that Jesus hasn't called us into a relationship where we're performing for him. It's a relationship that we're supposed to be with him. Paul says in Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ. Just before that, he says, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. (laughs) Paul, of all people, you had to know Christ. And he said, no, my mission is to know Christ and to know Christ and to know Christ. Paul served Christ, but he knew Christ. He knew Christ. That was first for Paul. The service and the obedience, that was next. He served and obeyed Jesus because he loved him. And we need to fall in love with Jesus. So we need to clear that stone away and say, I'm not going to go back there. I'm going to turn and I'm going to walk towards Jesus and be vulnerable and intimate with him.
1: And so while our culture has taken this word intimacy and sort of distorted it into so many different things, and when we think about having a connection with Jesus that's rich and deep, intimacy is a word that the Bible uses quite frequently, John. Mm,
0: It is, it is. And I think, especially men, uh, we tend to perform and we obey and we do the right things. But this whole thing of opening up, where most of us have a hard time with that, but it really is what Jesus wants in our relationship with him. As we go about knowing Christ, we know Christ as the good shepherd. We know Jesus as our rock. We know Jesus as the light of the world. We know Jesus as the bread of life. I looked in the book of John, and I studied that, and I came up with over 25 identities of Jesus in that book alone, and I've been spending my time taking each one of those apart and meditating on the verses and the passages. What does it mean that Jesus is the bread of life? We throw that word around, but what does that really mean? And as we study that, as we seek Jesus about that, as the Holy Spirit enlightens us, something happens in our heart. It softens, and we get to know the bread of life instead of performing for the bread of life, and we're released into freedom from that bondage.
1: We're talking with John Fugler today at SWS Radio, and he's leading the 31 Days of Fresh Faith. And you're doing that on your website, and this is actually a live thing that you do every single day, and you've written a bunch of devotionals, like nine different devotionals, seven different devotionals, and nine different books that you've written, John. It's at freshfaith247.com. But, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times we're trying to refresh our faith. Sometimes we need a little bit of guidance in that. Because otherwise we just go whatever direction that our emotions are taking us.
0: Well, Scott, one of the things we have to invest if it's going to happen is time. It really is. uh, And that's true for any relationship. But especially in our relationship with Jesus, I'm a guy who checks off the box. Okay. I did my morning quiet time with the Lord. I don't know if you're that way or not, but uh, I can get that way rather than saying, okay, this isn't a thing to do. This is a person to be with. And I enjoy that time. So it's time commitment for that rich relationship, not time commitment for reading through the Bible or praying, but that's part of it. Oftentimes we get the cart before the horse and we miss Jesus on our way to prayer. We miss Jesus on the way to the word of God. And we end up coming out of that time going, well, I've I've had my time with the Lord and now I'm right with Jesus and I'm ready to go forward and go into the day. And, and we forget about who we just met with because we may not have really met with them with our heart at all. And so it's that time, that rich time we can have with our Savior.
1: I don't know what it is about American Christianity, but we all just tend to gravitate towards this idea that I have a life and I'm inviting Jesus to be a part of it. And it's totally flawed when you read about how Jesus set things up. And we're talking with John Fugler today at Swiss Radio. He works with Fresh Faith 24-7. He's the author of nine different books, including the devotional series, Your Life with God. And essentially, when we're trying to pursue Jesus – we're not inviting him to join what we're doing. We're joining what he's doing. Essentially, that's the whole idea of your devotional series.
0: Oh, that's right, Scott. You really hit it on the head. And we tend to switch it around. and We say, Jesus, bless my actions, bless my service, bless what I'm doing here at church. Bless this, bless that. And instead of coming and listening to the Lord and saying, what do you want to have me do, Jesus? Where do you want me to go? One of the biggest questions we have in life as believers is this what is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my life? And we think we got to have this mystical experience and all of a sudden the light will go on and we'll, we'll understand what his will is. When the word of God, Jesus was there when the Bible was all written. It was there. He was there from beginning to end. He's there for all eternity. Everything in the word is, is from Jesus as well. He inspired it. And we have, I would say 95% of what we need to know about what God wants us to do right there in the word of God, if we will spend time with the Lord and absorb that. And to me, that's the beauty of it. The Bible's not a textbook, but as we come to the Lord Jesus and say, hey, let's enjoy some time together. What do you have for me this morning, Lord? I want to follow you. I want to know you and I want to follow you. And I'm going to to go where you lead me to go. That is so freeing. We're freed up from that performance and it turns around and it becomes that intimate relationship we really want Mm -hmm. that gives us fresh faith.
1: And it's so funny because we all ask that question, like you said, you know, what's your will for me, God? What is this big picture thing that you want me to do? And here's the funny part. It's exactly the same for every single person who follows Jesus. If you have to wrap your heart around that before you're ever going to get to the whole idea of what job he wants you to do or what person he wants you to marry, before you ever even get to that, he says, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. He says, love God and love your neighbor. He says, share the hope of Jesus. Share this hope that you've been told with other people. That's the same for everyone. And follow my commandments. Okay, if we're not doing those things, we're trying to like take a shortcut and go like the back gate entrance to try to figure out, God, what do you want me to do for your kingdom? Well, you're not going to get there if you're not actually understanding what his kingdom's all about. Because it's about him, not you.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. And I think we, uh, we think we want one thing as we pursue God and pursue his will. But what we really want, Scott, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, all the fruit of the spirit. That's what we really want. That's what we're really missing. And as we have freedom from this performance lifestyle, performing for God, that's how it plays out in real life. We'll know we are free in Christ. The big promise of of the fruit of the Spirit, it it flows from us because we're meeting with the one who gives us that, and his Holy Spirit flows through us, and that fruit of the Spirit is what we're looking for. The obedience to the Lord will be done with joy. We'll do it because, hey, this is what I want to do. I love Jesus, and that pressure to perform, it's removed. We have a free relationship with Christ. We'll know whether we're living in freedom if it's evidence of this, and we're not we're not performing for Jesus anymore.
1: We're talking about how we break out of this performance mentality that we have as we start growing in our faith and we think about how I work for God. And you realize sometimes that's invigorating and sometimes that's tiring. And we're talking with John Fugler today on SWS Radio from Fresh Faith 24-7. And John, it's so crazy because when you read about what Jesus said in John 15, he's saying, I'm the vine, you're the branches, and when you abide in me, you bear much fruit. And essentially he's using this analogy of like a vineyard, right? There's the grape vine and there's the branches that come off of that and then the fruit that develops, right, when it's healthy. But you don't develop fruit when you're not connected to the vine. And he's saying like, you got to be connected to God to have that growth, to have that nourishment. And then the Apostle Paul takes it a whole nother level in Galatians 5 and 6 when he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And essentially, he's explaining that when we're abiding in Christ, when we're connected to Him, we're growing, right? And then what happens when we grow?
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And sometimes we look at the fruit and we say, I want that. I want to do these things for the Lord. But all the good stuff happens below the surface in the root system. That's where the relationship with Christ happens. The abiding is we're abiding in that in that vine, which is connected underground, the root system taking in the nourishment, and that's where the nourishment is for our our Christian life. I love the way you put that. The abiding, John 15, is one of my favorite passages. And when I start getting off the trail here, off the path, I come back and say, I've got to just gotta abide in Christ. That's my job: just to abide, to remain, to live in Christ. That's beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: We're talking with John Fugler today at SWS Radio, and he works with Trans World Radio and Fresh Faith 24-7. You know, when you work with Trans World Radio, you have put Christian broadcasts all over the world in some of the darkest areas of the world. I mean, when you think about those that don't know Jesus, there are some estimates that say that about a third of the world's population has never heard about Jesus. Have you found that to be true from your mission work, John?
0: Oh, definitely. And it's hard for us to realize that here in the U.S. because, you know, there's churches all over the place, and there's believers all over the place, and there's Christian radio all over the place. I mean, SOS is not everywhere, but it's all over the place. And There's a place for people to go, and you say, how could somebody be so isolated from even hearing about Jesus? It happens, and it is happening. People are denied access to the gospel. It's tragic, and it's hard to wrap our head around that, but One of the things with broadcasting is, as you know, it penetrates homes, it penetrates hearts, it penetrates borders. And that's what's happening is Transworld Radio, we put out the good news in places that are cut off totally from the gospel. And this is the only way we can get the good news in. And when we do get reports out, it's just amazing. It's phenomenal. It is, it's so encouraging. In some of these countries that I'm not going to name them right now, but in some of these countries where we have not only put the gospel in, but radios for people to receive the gospel. And we have connections with underground churches and that type of thing that report back to us. And yeah, we we just need to pray that more will come to know Christ a third of humanity, not even having access to the gospel. That's tragic.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of wild because in some countries, they don't allow missionaries in. You know, if they hear you're a Christian, you can be thrown right in jail. Then you're able to, like, launch these shortwave radios across the border. In a country where you do get permission to do that and you can shoot that over the border because the airwaves get through and people are tuning in in their native language and it may be one of the only radio stations they get in the town or the village that they live in and a lot of these are solar powered radios and things and they can plug in and they're hearing about the hope of jesus and they've never heard this. Like here in America, we just think like, oh, I think I know about Jesus, but I don't read the Bible. Or I think I know about Jesus, and I kind of pray or I meditate or something. Or you have some sort of spirituality, but you think you know about Jesus. But these are people that have never heard anything about Jesus. And it's like, wait a second, this is profound good news in a country that things are dark.
0: Just this morning, I uh, got an email report from one of our team, and it was a series of comments from listeners. And the first half of it was all in that native language. I didn't understand any of it. And then below that was translated into English the best it could, and I'm just blown away. I mean, it wasn't one, it wasn't two, it was dozens of comments that our team had been able to procure as they were inside the country. And we, we don't get reports like this all the time. So this was like this was like gold to us to see that, yes, The gospel, it's being heard, it's bearing fruit, Mm -hmm. the hunger in the lives of these people. Just, you know, hope knows no barriers. And as the gospel goes in through radio, and in some countries now where the internet is being cut off, intranets being set up, and Mm -hmm. in China, Russia, even India, probably pretty soon, that there is what we thought is the digital solution is not becoming a solution at all. And we're backing up and saying, oh. This archaic thing called radio—you know, people saying radio's dead. You know, radio's not dead. You're seeing it happen all the time at SOS. That—that that it's alive. That God is using it. This same thing happening around the world, where we're getting in over the borders because of the radio waves. The miracle of radio waves reaching into people's hearts.
1: You know, we hear a lot of the stories about persecution overseas, and a lot of the Asian countries, and African countries, even some of the South American countries, but. What have you heard about what's happening in China? I know that the government has kind of taken over a lot of the churches, but a lot of churches have been destroyed this last couple of years. And Christians are told, like, if you have a home church or you're practicing church that isn't sanctioned by the Chinese government, doctrine given by the Chinese government, like, you could be thrown in jail. We're hearing similar things in Vietnam and many of these countries.
0: The number one printer of Bibles the number one country in the world that prints Bibles is China. They're the number one distributor. None of those Bibles stay in the country, but they print more Bibles than any other country in the world. And I just uh, sent out a a prayer letter to our, our support team. In China right now, the state is making their own translation of scripture. And so the Bible, when it is released, say, in the schools, and it's being released in the schools, it's not the real word. But in one case, it was translated that Jesus actually stoned the adulterous woman. And that's what it was twisted around to uh, to say, yes, that came out of a news report. And so all these nuances and all these twistings that will discredit Christianity, that the people in the country will, will receive as truth. And to me, that's mind boggling. It's just, it's stunning. When I, when I hear that there is a spiritual war going on right now. And we need to be praying. That really is the only way we're going to break through. Uh, so I would just ask listeners to, to pray for those who have little or no access to the gospel, that their hearts will be open. God will find a way. He is still in control. I'm reading Revelation right now, and Jesus wins. <laughs> and so <laughs> he, he is still in control. And we need to, we need to realize that. We, we shouldn't worry. But at the same time, God asks us to pray. He asks us to pray. He wants us to be involved through our prayers. And this is a spiritual battle we need to wage.
1: We're talking about the roadblocks that we find as we're growing in our faith and we're trying to feel near to God and sometimes we just don't. Can we just own that? We're talking with John Fugler today at SWS Radio and he's the founder of FreshFaith247.com and you work to actively encourage Jesus followers in like their day-to-day relationship with God. And I know this last year, it has not been easy on anyone. Everyone's been feeling an element of disconnect, maybe even some elements of a season of depression. Maybe just feeling like you're Relationships have just been rough. But Jesus tells us that we're going to experience peace, a peace that surpasses any human understanding when we connect with Him, when we abide in Him, when we place Him front and center. But sometimes we just don't feel near to Jesus. And why do you think that is, John?
0: There are a lot of things get in the way, and I think it can divide them up into three categories. Uh, One is the performance, performance Christianity. We're trying to earn God's favor thinking if we earn God's favor we'll get close to him. A second thing is uh, unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin will keep us from our savior. Not out of relationship with him we still have our salvation, but that fellowship and we feel cut off, we feel cold and the only solution to that is that we confess that sin. We turn from sin to Jesus and that's when that is broken that relationship it will it'll come to life. Talk about fresh faith. And the third thing I believe is hurt, pain. Others who have hurt us, maybe the church has hurt us. Maybe we've experienced loss, loss of a parent, loss of a a child. There's so much pain that we actually get cold towards God and we blame God uh, rather than turning to him. And that pain is very real. It's very real. And we need to just to come to our Savior and say, I I'm hurting, Jesus, and I'm really upset, and you've taken my son, you've taken my daughter, you've taken my parent, and I don't know what to do, and I just really can't face you right now. But it, it takes that intimate time of just opening up to God. So whether it's performing, trying to earn God's favor, or whether it's unconfessed sin, or whether it's pain, I think those three things are really the root of our separation from fellowship, with Jesus, our coldness, our dryness, our up and down spiritually. And what I am hoping and praying for is that we'll have a movement of believers desperate to know Jesus, that we always come back to Jesus and we want to know him. Comes in that one-on-one intimate time with him. So we have to overcome those things, not in our own power, but simply turning to Jesus.
1: We're talking about the roadblocks that get in the way of us feeling the growth that we're pursuing in our relationship with God. We're talking with John Fugler today at SWS Radio. and He's an author and a missionary. And I'll tell you what, John, there's certain things that you find that become like these roadblocks. They become like the points of offense sometimes in our life because we carry them from our past. And when someone starts to encourage you to move past something or they sort of try to call you out or hold you accountable for something that they see that may be a flaw— they automatically come out like these roadblocks. Like, I take offense to this. And it's usually pain, or it's performance, or it's the unconfessed sin in your life. It's like someone tries to talk to you about something, but you say, yeah, 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 but my situation's different because I was hurt, or this person did this to me, or something happened here. Or, no, 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 no. Well, my situation's different, and I choose to do this, or I feel this way. Or I've worked really hard and I tried this and I tried this and I tried this and that's not gonna work because it's so funny how our default mode becomes pain, performance, or unconfessed sin when someone tries to nurture us to move forward.
0: Can you hit on something there? The common denominator, Scott, is pride. It's pride. It's it's the me. I can fix it. I wanna do it. I think of the little kid trying to tie his shoe, you know, the four-year-old and he can't do it. And, and we go and we try to try to help him. Maybe it's a three-year-old and he looks up and he goes, I do it. I do it. And he works as hard as he can to try to tie that shoe. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes later, he gives up and he says, could you tie my shoe? And we're (laughs) in that situation and our pride gets in the way. And when we say, okay, I give up, Lord, I come to you and you need to fix it. You need to fix this relationship, Jesus, that you and I have, because I can't. And there'll be some times of tear. It'll be gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching uh, hours with with Jesus that you work through those things. But yeah, you're right. When you described all that, I'm going, that sounds like self-effort and pride. And that's really what's in the way. I know from experience, uh, <laughs> Scott, I, 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 I do this all the time. And just because I say I'm on the road to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity, I get off that road a lot. And I go back to trying to me earn too. favor, God's favor. And Me I have too. to keep coming back and spend more time with Jesus and know him and pray and, and really get into the word in a way that that's more than just checking off the box. It is time well spent with the Lord. I have to get away. I try to get away every month for a half a day, a retreat, because I need that. I just say, okay, I can put everything else aside and I've reserved. I have blocked out these four hours. And I'm just going to spend it with Jesus. And there's no agenda. There's no agenda. And I don't know where he's going to lead me, but we have a great time together every time. I even took him out uh, on a bike ride once. Yeah. I said, okay, Jesus, today, I just want to show you what I do throughout the day. And it was was kind of fun. We just went out for a while. We prayed. I memorized some scripture. And I said, oh, here's where I go a couple times a week. This is a trail I ride on. I walk here and I'm trying to have that relationship with Jesus that I missed for so many years.
1: We're talking with John Fugler today at Eswiss Radio, and he works with Fresh Faith 24-7, and he's the author of nine books, including the devotional series, Your Life with God, actually in the middle of 31 Days of Fresh Faith, if you want to plug in through freshfaith247.com. Thanks, John. Well,
0: thank you for having me, and I really hope and pray listeners will just dive in to Jesus and uh, come to him as, as your friend, He is your Lord, but he is your friend. He's not looking over your shoulder, but he walks with you with his arm around you. And that's the picture I'd love to leave your listeners with. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through sosradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.